Hello, everyone. Chip and I have had these napkins sitting next to us for several days. <laughs> we have. Yeah, it's from the fig jam. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we've got I, napkins. We have napkins. So don't worry. I, I think people were probably starting to worry that maybe with yes. all the snacking we do, yeah. we didn't have any napkins. <laughs> well, or, or the, uh, the toilet paper that we no longer have in yeah. here. Well, yeah, well... We, Oh, we still do have a roll. We still have one, and also this one that I think Phoebe probably did. If I'm being honest, or Micah. But yeah, yeah, sure. There, I guess. Yeah, there's some toilet paper remnants, but we got, yeah. But we have napkins. These are just, yeah, pretty cool. Okay, Eric. Well, hey, they are ornate. Today is day two thirteen. We're going to finish the book of the Bible. We're going to finish Jeremiah. We're going to read Jeremiah chapter fifty-two today. Wow. Yeah. Well, we should do that. We should do it. Okay. Why don't you get us started today? All right, I'll do that. Here I go. Okay. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah from Libna. But Zedekiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Jehoiakim had done. These things happened because of the Lord's anger against the people of Jerusalem and Judah, until he finally banished them from his presence and sent them into exile. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. So on January 15th, happy birthday, Chip. On January 15th, during the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon led his entire army against Jerusalem. They surrounded the city and built a siege ramps against its walls. Jerusalem was kept under siege until the 11th year of King Zedekiah's reign. By July 18th, in the 11th year of Zedekiah's reign, the famine in the city had become very severe, and the last of the food was entirely gone. Then a section of the city wall was broken down, and the soldiers all fled. Since the city was surrounded by the Babylonians, they waited for nightfall. Then they slipped through the gate between the two walls behind the king's garden and headed toward the Jordan Valley. But the Babylonian troops chased King Zedekiah and overtook him on the plains of Jericho, for his men had all deserted him and scattered. They captured the king and took him to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath. There the king of Babylon pronounced judgment upon Zedekiah. The king of Babylon made Zedekiah watch as he slaughtered his sons. He also slaughtered all the officials of Judah at Riblah. Then he gouged out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him in bronze chains, and the king of Babylon led him away to Babylon. Zedekiah remained there in prison until the day of his death. On August 17th of that year, which was the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard and an official of the Babylonian king, arrived in Jerusalem. He burned down the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem. He destroyed all the important buildings in the city. Then he supervised the entire Babylonian army as they tore down the walls of Jerusalem on every side. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, took as exiles some of the poorest of the people. The rest of the people who remained in the city, the defectors who had declared their allegiance to the king of Babylon, and the rest of the craftsmen. But Nebuchadnezzar allowed some of the poorest people to stay behind to care for the vineyards and fields. The Babylonians broke up the bronze pillars in front of the Lord's temple, the bronze water carts, and the great bronze basin called the sea, and they carried, it, they carried all the bronze away to Babylon. They also took all the ash buckets, shovels, lamp snuffers, basins, dishes, and all the other bronze articles used for making sacrifices at the temple. The captain of the guard also took the small bowls, incense burners, basins, pots, lampstands, ladles, bowls used for liquid offerings, and all the other articles made of pure gold or silver. The weight of the bronze from the two pillars, the sea with the twelve bronze oxen beneath it, and the water carts was too great to be measured. These things had been made for the Lord's temple in the days of King Solomon. Each of the pillars was 27 feet tall, 18 feet in circ- circumference. They were 
hollow with three with walls three inches thick. The bronze capital on top of the, each pillar was seven and a half feet high and was decorated with a network of bronze pomegranates all the way around. There were 96 pomegranates on the sides and a total of 100 pomegranates on the network around the top. Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, took with him as prisoners Sariah, the high priest, Zephaniah, the priest of the second rank, and the three chief gatekeepers. And from among the people still hiding in the city, he took an officer who had been in charge of the Judean army, seven of the king's personal advisors, the army's commander chief secretary, who was in charge of recruitment, and 60 other citizens. Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, took them all to the king of Babylon at Riblah. And there at Riblah, in the land of Hamath, the king of Babylon had them all put to death. So the people of Judah were sent into the exile from their land. The number of captains taken to Babylon in the seventh year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign was <coughs> 3,023. Then in Nebuchadnezzar's 18th year, he took 832 more. In Nebuchadnezzar's 23rd year, he sent Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, who took 745 more, a total of 4,600 captives in all. In the 37th year of the exile, King Jehoiachin of Judah, evil Merodach, ascended to the Babylonian throne. He was kind to Jehoiachin and released him from prison on March 31st of that year. He spoke kindly to Jehoiachin and gave him a higher place than all the other exiled kings in Babylon. He supplied Jehoiachin with new clothes to replace his prison garb and allowed him to dine in the king's presence for the rest of his life. So the Babylonian king gave him a regular food allowance as long as he lived. This continued until the day of his death. And, and that, that is our reading today. today. And that's the end of the book of Jeremiah. Hmm. I love that Jehoiachin part at the end where he gets that favor. That's just preserving the Davidic lineage. Yeah, got some that's, new clothes. It's amazing. He did. Yeah. It's amazing. Because God's like, mm, I'm going to go ahead and keep that. And Jeremiah knew well enough to record it. So I think that's great. Hey, short reading, good reading. Two things in mind. Chip, what's this tell us about God? Yeah, I'll tell you. I know. Uh, <laughs> if I ask you. Sometimes God has to clean house mm -hmm. to make things better. You know, and he cleans house here. We see that. He cleans house and he's going to make it better. He's preserving a remnant, um, of course, which is awesome and incredible. But, he, I mean, he really has to clean and he does, and it's nasty, and it's difficult, and it's tough, but good things are going to come out of the cleaning. And, uh, and it's important at times to realize that God has to do that sometimes in our life, you know, where we've got a clean house. And he'll do that for us sometimes if we don't do it. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I've learned the hard way, um, which has been good later, but not so much at the time, but it's been good, good cleaning. Uh, but God that tells me about God with this letter to Jeremiah. Yeah, through Jeremiah. I think um, right along with that, you know, while God's cleaning house, <clears throat> we may have a tendency to push back. We don't want to clean. Right, right. And it looks fine the way it is. Listen, when that happens, we don't see the mess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but regardless, maybe it's an uncomfortable whatever. God's trying to clean house, and we're just not happy with it for whatever reason. And I think, like, I put myself in Zedekiah's shoes, and I think, man, if I was the king out of this long lineage of kings, I'd be like, I'm the one. I'm the one that this happens to, that, that the exile happens to. Mm -hmm. Are you serious? Like, there was David, and I'm a descendant of David, and now this exile happens. Yeah. And so, but he knows, because of Jeremiah. Jeremiah has told him in person several times, as we've read, hey, God's doing this. 
God's doing this because you need to fix yourself, you know. Then Zedekiah goes and rebels against Nebuchadnezzar, but he's not rebelling against Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. He's rebelling against God cleaning his house. Mm -hmm. And the way he's treated is terrible. He should have been carted off to jail. Yeah. The rest of it is why... Yeah. So that's it, right? That's that's why the Babylonians will face a reckoning from the Medo Persians, right? Because they the whole they don't just take it. Yeah, I mean they don't just take a guy to jail. They kill his kids in front of him and then make sure it's the last thing he ever saw and then make him live with it, mm-hmm. right? Like that is that's what I I said that at SDA the other day that they go so far above and beyond, yeah, and they're savage and brutal too. So I just think God wants to clean our house. God will clean our house <laughs> if we don't clean it up. He will. Yeah. My kids know that rule well. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's true. And uh, yeah. so if we don't clean it up, he will. And and if in the process of cleaning it up, if we opt for him to do it, if we start to rebel against him, yeah. you can you can expect he's still going to get the job done. Yeah. You know, and Israel needed to have their house cleaned and or Judah needed to have their house. Cleaned. Sure. So, yeah. So I think a good takeaway is just asking yourself, you know, do I do I need a cleaning here? Yeah. You know, do I need to get some things together? And, uh, you know, if you watch the, the, the hoarder shows, there's shows like that. Oh, my word. Like, those people don't think they're hoarders. Yeah, they're not. They think they're yeah. comfortable yeah, with they're that. Fine. They're fine. They're good. You know, they're comfortable with that, and, and they don't see it. And that's part yeah. of the, the thing there is you, they need the people to come in to say, hey, no, you got a clean house here. This yeah. is bad. Yeah. You know, physically and and now we're taken to the spiritual level and we, we do have God, the Holy Spirit, and we have the Word of God. We have other people that can speak into our lives and we just pray, you know, daily that God would show us if we need to clean house and get yeah. some things right with Him. Because sometimes, i got to be honest, there's some times I don't see it. Yeah, absolutely. Know, until someone mentions something or absolutely. the Spirit convinces me through reading Scripture, I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah. And, but, and so ask yourself if you need to clean house but also there's a prayer too right like uh i'm blanking on the reference right now for some reason but you know create in me oh yes a clean heart god and and yeah. renew my spirit right renew spirit. a right spirit within me yeah it's great prayer and great prayer. you can pray that every single yeah. day that could yeah. be your sunrise prayer man yeah. like yep yeah absolutely yeah yeah pray for you know, uh, a clear head and clean heart and uh yeah the kids good. and i the kids and i sing before bed I don't know if you know that. So uh, yeah, I haven't been over recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I've ever told you that. I guess. <laughs> no, I no. Say. But we'll switch between "Jesus Loves Me" because okay. I love that, and a song from a song from Five Iron Frenzy. Oh, sure. Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. Called absolutely. Daddy Lions, and it, okay. it 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 says, uh, "Lord, search my heart, hmm. create in me something clean." Oh. And so I I sing that with my kids every yeah. other night, not every night because yeah. we offer, but. Yeah, <coughs> and I just think it's a great prayer, and I hope someday that they look back and are like, "Oh, now I know what I'm saying." I mean, at four and five, they don't really get it yet, but they, they will. But you guys get it, you who are listening, and yep, you know, you, you get can it. Pray that prayer. You understand it. Create in me a clean heart, clean God, heart. and great renew prayer. a right spirit within me. Great prayer. Good. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Good job. Finish Jeremiah. That's what we did. So good. Good stuff. Tomorrow is a long one. Yeah. So buckle up. We're going to read a whole book of the Bible. Yeah, a whole book of the Bible tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be a Uh, a nice, yeah. It'll be good. It's a change. Okay. It'll be amazing. Okay. All right, Eric. Well, you got to go. I got to go. So let's go. All right, bye.